welcome to the Ashenden Anemometer as at the 21st of January 2021. Damp, dreary days, Doggers. Dare I ask how your lockdown's going? Ah, precisely, not quickly enough. But have no fear, the Ashenden Anemometer gives you in-depth Aeolian analysis to speed passage of those intermediate injection days. Roll on Oxford's finest and let's uproll those sleeves. Now, I know you don't want to hear about this month's rain. Let's immediately get that out of the way. Languishing lakes abide across the fields. Flooded roads at Bridge Farm Chearsley and Ludgershaw all testify to our 105.6 millimetres, or four and two-tenths of an inch in old money. There. That didn't hurt too much. Now, leave your waders by the back door, and the rest of you can take off your snorkels and flippers. Sorry, I actually meant masks and slippers. Easy mistake to make. Already, we are feeling fresh winds of change, registering 58.4 miles per hour at 12.15, day, today the 21st, giving a short Beaufort blast of nine. The usual Beaufort sub-suspects were branches across the road, uh, down towards Ledgershaw, and because of the reservoir refurbishment, machine, machinery working hard there, uh, some broken bits of wind-savaged wind even packaging. Uh, now, being Ashenden, these flighty escapees were quickly repatriated back where they belonged. No tumbleweed refuge of any sort mars our hilltop. Here, we just have to cope with swathes of miry mud. It's a rural thing. A bit like rural broadband. That too can be a bit thick at times, as in unfair. Not so much as in thick and fast. Uh, for that, you will need to turn to 5G. Now, that is beginning to swathe us. Not so much thick uh, outdoors only so far in Ashenden, though very definitely fast at 225 megabits per second outside my back door. You see, there is a 21st century after all. And at the rate Ashendonians are rolling up their sleeves for vaccination, very many will be in the bestest health to enjoy it. What of Hector, you inquire? Well, he's been testing out various layering techniques. A sort of reverse princess and pea, deep under the covers of the spare bed. I think his burrowing is in response to our gusting and low temperatures combined with the diluvian conditions. His inactivity in the spare room is akin to particles hovering around absolute zero Kelvin. I hover momentarily when zeroing in on Kelvin from my bike as I pass his window. But that's an entirely different kettle of bikes and railway engines. The original kettle, or dish of fish, belongs to Hector. I rest my case. I hope you got that because I'm going to test you on it later. Oh, anyway. With the post-Christmas and New Year cleanup, the highly sensitive Fitzroy storm glass has been temporarily taken from its prominent position in the kitchen window 
and given a wipe over. Now, as if by magic at this disturbance, its cloudy precipitations began mimicking the mist and foggy conditions for several days, and clearing uncannily, as did the weather. It still remains looking lumpy and dull, which I feel accurately describes some of the present conditions. Hmm. Now, not normally superstitious, I surmise we may need to test the theory of synchronicity out here, which actually comes first. I'm going to leave that on one side for further investigation. Now, don't worry, I'll make sure there's no spinach. Watch this space. You're probably going to have to go and look up synchronicity. Don't worry about it. We can get round to that next time. Air quality hereabouts remains good. Air quality index registering 27. And that's despite me firing up the wood burner for 12 hours a day. Compare that with Delhi at a nauseous 271. Let's sum up for this mother. Maximum gust, 58.4 miles per hour. A worthy start to the year. Beaufort scale, 9. More than enough to scalp our reservoir. Fitzroy Stormglass, Precinct Flocculence, Project Afoot, watch this space. Hectorization, inactive except when faced with fish in any container. Uh, note, tuna does not hit the floor if dropped from any said container in any position above Hector's head. Now that's active. Now we are cruising along towards the alphabetical end of meteorological miscellany, and we are at W. Well, winter was what came to mind after throwing all winds out of the caution. I just knew you'd like that. Then I thought, that's too obvious. How about something more obscure, such as whales? As in boyo, not the other sort that sort of flounders on beaches and things. In typical AA fashion, and always giving greater value, you get two for one. W is for whales and winter. I'm feeling exceptionally generous. Let's throw in warmer for free. Here we go. Hold on to your scarves and mufflers. What's the warmest area in Britain during winter? The North Wales coast. I'm dreading this bit. The village of Abergwavengrenyi, oh, often called Aber, Aber in Gwynedd, oh, got there, has just set some impressive UK records with the highest January temperature, 18.3 degrees centigrade on January the 27th, 1958. The same temperature was repeated on January the 10th. 1971, Eber also holds the highest Welsh December record of 18 degrees centigrade on December the 18th, 1971. Another milestone for North Wales was the highest temperature of a New Year's Day, 15 degrees centigrade, in 1922 at Flint, which was equalled at Colwyn Bay, further along the north coast, in 1910. That day, balmy air was swept up from Madeira and the Azores, as the Times reports described. The effect of this warm, moist airstream was seen in a day of spring-like softness, 
the thermometer in many districts rising to about the average for the month of May. There you have it, the Times is on the ball. The Welsh record for February is 20.8 degrees centigrade at Porthwyntog, Gwynedd, on February the 26th, 2019. These exceptional winter temperatures in North Wales are no coincidence. Snowdon is the highest mountain in England and Wales at 1,085 metres. That's 300 and, uh, sorry, 3,560 feet in old money. And along with other nearby high ground, gives North Wales its own microclimate. As winds stream off the Atlantic, they hit the mountains and unleash big rainfalls, but once the rains have fallen, the air sweeps down the other side of the mountains and turns drier and warmer as it descends. This phenomenon is due to our old friend, the Fon Wind. Remember her? Well known in the Alps for warm, desiccating winds rushing down mountain slopes. There you go. Now it's time to wrap all this up, including me, who's off for a wander in the wettest windy weather. Well, actually, I do see a little bit of sun now and again. Oh, it's just fooling me. Just a tease. A anyway, that's all from me, Richard Phillips, at 158 metres above sea level. Oh, NB, those of you wanting to debate that early use of the apostrophe after times might want to save their vitriol or approbation for a new series to take the place of metrological miscellany and make us grateful for the wide outdoors once more. Oh, only joking. Hmm. A series based on punctuation. No, it'd just bring everything to a full stop. Hmm. Bye.